Hello, this is David Lynch. Tonight's episode of Pete's Paranormal Chronicles is an adventure into an alternate universe where Twin Peaks is a very real reality. And that's right, friends. There is an alternate universe just out there where everything I created with Mark Frost is 100% fact. Or it's at least 85% fact. Y you dig? When listening to these tapes, you will notice that time moves much faster in this alternate Twin Peaks universe. My voice will be popping up every now and again to help you keep track of what the fuck is going on. Now get ready for the Pete's Paranormal Chromium Special. Fire. Walk. With. Pete. Beautiful day for fishing. Can't wait to get my sailboat and catch me some fish. Oh my lord. What's that? Oh. Oh. Lucy, Lucy, this is Pat Martell. Lucy, put Harry on the horn. Hey, Sheriff. It's Pat Martell up at the old mill. I'm going to transfer you to the phone outside, uh, across the street in the parking lot behind the grocery store. Uh, it's about two blocks from here, actually, the red payphone. Damn it, Lucy. I told you a hundred times to stop transferring my calls out there. I can take the phone from you right now. Nope, sorry, too late. <sighs> okay, fine, I'll be back in about 20 minutes. Morning, Pat. It's Harry. She's dead. Wrapped in plastic. Hold on a minute, Pat. Where? You stay right there. I'm on my way. Lucy, hey, you better get Dr. Hayward. Tell him to meet me up there at the old mill, and uh, while you're at it, get Andy out of bed. Tell him to get his butt up there now. What's going on? We, we got a body up there. Hello. This is what's going to happen later at the crime scene. It's, it's over here. You want forensics first? No. No, she, she's, she's been in the water. We better take some pictures. Who is she? Andy, just take the pictures. Sorry! Oh, shut up, Andy. Just don't be such a goddamn retard. Sorry. It's all right. Let's just turn her over. Oh. Hey, now. I recognize this girl. Good Lord. Laura Palmer. Meanwhile, a paranormal detective named Pete Schwartz is driving toward the small town of Twin Peaks. He's recording a message for a woman named Diane, who Pete believes is the head of the FBI. Diane, 11.30 a.m., November 24th. I'm now entering the town of Twin Peaks, five miles south of the Canadian border, 12 miles west of the state line. 
I've never seen so many trees in my life. And a young girl has just been murdered. Coincidence? As W.C. Fields would say, I'd rather be here than Alaska because lots of people get raped up there. 54 degrees on a slightly overcast day, weatherman said rain. If you can get paid that kind of dough for being wrong 60% of the time, it'd be working. Mileage is 79,345. Gabe is on reverse. Riding on fumes here. I gotta tank up when I get into town. Remind me to tell you how much that is. Lunch was uh, $6.31 at the Lamplighter Inn. That's on Highway 2 near Lewis Fork. That was a tuna fish sandwich on whole wheat, a slice of cherry pie, and a delicious line of cocaine. Damn good lunch, Diane. If you ever get up this way, that cocaine is worth a stop. Okay, looks like I'll be meeting up with the Sheriff Harry S. Truman. Shouldn't be too hard to remember that. He'll be at the Calhoun Memorial Hospital. Guess we're gonna go up to intensive care, take a look at that girl they found on the beach wrapped in plastic. I'm sure I'll be checking into a motel and the sheriff will be able to recommend a clean place with reasonably priced pornography. That's what I need, a clean place, Reasonably priced pornography. Our hero, Pete Schwartz, met up with Harry at the hospital, and they completed the autopsy on the girl, Laura Palmer. Pete found something strange under one of her fingernails. What is it, Pete? It's the letter R. A tiny letter R. That means Wyndham Earl knows I'm here, and he's on his way. What? Who's Wyndham Earl? That doesn't make any damn sense. I literally don't have time to explain it, Harry, but I'm sure you and I will meet up again later and we'll become great friends over the years. Well, I think so too, Pete. I respect your authority and I think you're a genius detect detective. Oh, <laughs> I'm not a detective, Harry. I should make that clear. I don't want to get in any trouble here. Shh, Pete, don't say that so loud. You're gonna get us into trouble. I'll talk as loud as I want, Harry, whenever I want. I'll punch a guy right in the face, Harry, whenever I want. Hell, I'll punch you in the face right now, Harry. Ouch. Well, I'm looking forward to working with you, Pete. Go get him. Thanks. We have to go now. Okay, where are we going? The Double R Diner. I'm meeting a girl there. Says she has something for me. Let's jet. And now here we are at the Double R Diner. Pete asks Harry to wait in the car and keep an eye out for anything suspicious. Pete walks inside and looks around and the music is cool and everything feels cool. He sees Shelly Johnson sitting at a booth waiting for him. She's wearing a red lipstick and a waitress uniform. Pete gets lost in her eyes and immediately falls deeply in love with her. Pleasure to meet you, Mr. Schwartz. Have a seat. This is a cool place. How long have you been working here? About six months. It's all right. Coffee's good. You want a cup? I prefer cocaine. <laughs> Don't we all? Did you know Laura Palmer? Yeah, she was a friend. Not super close, but... Well, I've been having sex with her boyfriend, Bobby. But Laura was cheating on Bobby with James, 
James was having sex with Laura's friend Donna. Oh my god, how do you know that? Those earrings you're wearing right now. You've never worn those before, have you? Uh, no, I just bought them yesterday. And when was the last time you saw Bobby? Yesterday. Exactly. Now, it's all starting to make a little more sense, isn't it, Miss Johnson? Not really. Anyway, here's the clue I have for you. It's a map, see? I love you. What? I just fell in love I just fell in love with you. Listen, man, you should pay attention to this map. You see the coordinates show the location of the lodges. You mean the White Lodge and the Black Lodge? Yes, and the Black Lodge. That's the one marked here. It's where Bob and Wyndham Merle came from. And now Laura's there. Good grief. Oh, don't worry, my love. I'll crack this case if it's the last thing I do. Oh, and there's one more thing. A guy came in here about six hours ago, looking for you. Calls himself the Cowboy. Ring a bell? The Cowboy? No, I don't know a cowboy. Well, he's in the bathroom now waiting for you. He says it's urgent. He's been waiting in the bathroom for six hours? Yes. Can I have a line of cocaine first? Oh, of course. Here you go. Ah, damn fine cocaine. Damn fucking good. So then Pete went to the bathroom to talk to the cowboy. Hello there, cowboy. What brings you into town? Don't be a smart aleck. I know everything. Everything, you say? I say this. A man's attitude goes a long way in determining how far he will go in life. Do you agree? Uh, do you agree? Yeah, yeah, yes, I, I agree with that. What do you agree with? What, what you just said about a man's attitude. The owls are not what they seem. Come again? You will see me one more time if you do good. You will see me three more times if you do bad. Okay, um, just a quick question. Wait, wait. Wow, are you seriously disappearing before my very eyes right now? Is that happening? You're, are you a ghost? What are you? Talk to me. But it was too late. The cowboy was gone. Later that night, Pete and Harry drove up to Wyndham Earl's cabin in the woods, but he wasn't there. The cabin was all empty except for a big wooden desk covered with naked pictures of Pete. Disgusted and confused, Pete quickly gathered up all of the pictures, tossed them into the fireplace, and then poured gasoline all over the floor and lit a match, setting the cabin on fire. Jeez, Pete. I, I don't think you should have burned that cabin to the ground. There could have been evidence in there. Hindsight is twenty-twenty, Harry. Now let's get going. Where? To the Black Lodge. Okay, now we're skipping ahead in time. It's the next morning now, and here, here's Pete. Diane, this is Pete Schwartz. It's 11.45 a.m., November 25th. I'm now leaving the town of Twin Peaks, five miles south of the Canadian border, 12 miles west of the state line. 
I've never met so many assholes in my life. And now, another young girl has been murdered. I'm out of here, because my fingerprints are all over the crime scene, and everyone claims that I did it. But it wasn't me, Diane. It was Bob. Bob has taken over my soul. He comes and goes as he pleases, and he makes me do horrible things, Diane. As W.C. Fields would say, I'd rather be a fugitive for the rest of my life than go to prison for murdering a teenage girl. 54 degrees on a slightly overcast day, weatherman said rain. Mileage is 82, 345, gave is on reserve. Riding on fumes here, I gotta tank up when I get into town. Remind me to tell you how much that is. Yeah, feeling a little strung out from my experience in the Black Lodge last night. Very surreal, very horrific. Lots of long red curtains and sharp, angular floor tiles. Lots of inescapable darkness. Sat in a creepy room with red curtains for walls and talked to a midget named the man from another place who danced around and snapped his fingers a lot. He spoke in a strange sort of backwards talk. I recorded some of this speech and I'll play it for you now. serious? Dance, midget, dance. Sing, midget, sing. Oh. Hello there, Peter. Pleasure to meet your acquaintance. My name is David. David Bowie. I just want to say I, I'm such a huge fan. <laughs> oh, thank you, love. Pleasure to meet you, too. I'm afraid you're going to have to stay down here for a while, eh? How long? How, how long do I have to stay down here? It's only forever. Not long at all. Wow, David Bowie, you don't sound so good. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. And let me tell you something else, Diane. I ran out of that red-draped room and into another one just like it. And then back out into a narrow corridor. And then into back into the room I was before, but now it was empty. So then I ran over to the other side of that room and into another new room on the other side. And there was a couch there. Laura Palmer sat on the couch in total silence with a frozen scream plastered on her face. Then she turned into a demon and it was really, really scary. And then I heard movement from behind the couch. I could feel the most evil presence I've ever felt in my life. It was Bob. I hit record, just in time to catch him on tape. When Nomura will let Laura live in exchange for your soul. 
Okay, it's a deal. You go! He's wrong. He can't ask for your soul. Hey, Pete. I'm Wyndham Earl. I know who you are, obviously. What do you think? Should I stab you in the stomach? Yes, you can. But then Bob will rewind time and take control of my body and run away. Fire walk with beat. And so Wyndham Earl stabbed me and Bob rewound time and I ran away. Back through the mysterious exit of the Black Locked. Back to planet Earth. And Bob supposedly took control of my body and made me murder a teenage girl sometime between 1.30 and 2 o'clock a.m. To be honest, I'm pretty sure I might be an evil doppelganger, but, I mean, I will be sure to keep you posted on that. The authorities are pursuing me as I speak, and my tape recorder is running low on battery power, so I will let you go for now, Diane. Please accept this tape as my application to work for the FBI. I trust this will find you, and I trust you will go out of your way to hire me on as a de detective or something. Until we meet again, this is Pete Schwartz, signing off. Hello, this is David Lynch. I hope you enjoyed listening to this Parasite Crab Cake tape with me and Pedro. Please go check out my latest film, Lost Highway, in theaters right now. I completely assure you, it makes the least sense of anything that I've ever done. Good night, friends.